0: Hey guys, Coach Benny here, and you are listening to The BenchCast. I'm here with small arm, leg strong. Elvis, what do you think about throwing some intro music on there? you think we can make that happen? I I think you still gotta ask Jim for that intro intro. I feel like everyone uh, is expecting something, and then they just get me, and it's a total letdown. So I feel like we gotta have some kind of music on the intro. I'm gonna have some badass like boxing introduction. Everyone should check out Stone Cold Steve Austin's uh podcast. He had a more badass intro before. Um uh, I think it kinda went soft now. Probably went PG. But uh he had a really badass intro. Joe DeFranco, he has a badass intro. If we're talking podcast intros. I love his. I, I really it like amps you up. I like Jocko's intro. The Jocko podcast. I have not listened to that one. Badass. See that's what we need. We need something that screams badass. Because you just get me and it's horrible. (laughs) So I always coach Ben again. Uh, We're talking social media and lifting. And we can jump right in with these comments. Uh, We got plenty of comments. So I gave, uh, we're on Instagram Live. For those, you know, uh, listening to the podcast, we go on Instagram Live. And uh, we ask the viewers some questions and stuff. And I asked everyone to post up like their favorite social media platform. How they use it um, for lifting. You know, why it's their favorite. Uh, so we want to just jump into some comments real quick. Yeah, most people like the Instagram
1: because mm-hmm. they're watching on the Instagram. Tommy Matthews, um, Instagram, because it's short and sweet, lets you do a picture or a video. Helps so much you get to switch up the content.
0: Right, yeah, different content. Um, well, I guess you could do the same with Twitter and, and Facebook, but it's different. It's, um, it's capped. Yeah, it's not same. It's capped. It's quick. I like the scrolling of it. Instagram, great scrolling. I mean, I most for business purposes, it's all on Instagram for me mostly. Um, I try to do some more exclusive content to Facebook, but just ease of use, Instagram. Um, I just like how that platform's set up. But I definitely know what he's saying. Quick content. So uh, you can post. I'm I'm glad they went from 15 to a minute though. Yeah, that was good. On those videos, that was was key. Because you still get a clip, but it's longer. You need that
1: took down vine but you know well yeah
0: i mean i think facebook has instagram right yep so they're just gonna take over everything it's just a matter of time and then amazon's gonna get them and amazon's gonna rule the world i'll tell you fella if 20 years from now it's gonna be a really weird place <laughs> but um uh, i i agree with tommy instagram probably my favorite um just easy use loves scrolling I love the how you scroll through that real easy, real simple. Like you're getting a picture, a video in your face, uh, easy to comment and communicate. That's a big thing um, with some apps is communication's not up to par. I love Facebook because you got the tagging feature, and the name lights up and stuff. It's really easy just to have little convos within convos, um, and I guess that's the same too with Instagram. It's kind of the same way. So, and the direct messaging, whatever you're on has to have direct messaging Come on. now, especially now. That's why I don't like this Snap Face. How does anyone find you on Snapchat?
1: Snapchat has direct messaging. It's all it is. It's all just direct messages. Oh, well, (laughs) how the hell do people find you on SnapFace?
0: There's no nothing you can search, right? You can
1: find your friends. You can link to your phone. Their phone
0: numbers are linked up to Snapchat. How are people finding you? Instagram, you can search hashtags.
1: So with Snapchat, I feel like you have to already have like a large friend base or anything. It's more personal. It's like friends or friends of friends that you find on there. Oh like, right. I don't follow any celebrities on my Snapchat so
0: well, I've read um I read Gary Vee 's book about you know growing social media platforms and whatnot and i'm I'm just puzzled and completely baffled by how someone can ever grow a business on Snapface because there's got, no way to find people I got I don't no understand idea. that I don't either. I hate Snapface guys <laughs> I think it's dumb. So, I I, post something up on the gram.
1: I like what Tommy said. Sometimes it's a quick fix that changes movements on Instagram because you're limited to a minute. So, you
0: kind of just force all the information you need in that minute. Oh, that's true. Um, That's a little bit of a pain in the ass because it's not like I'm clipping and piecing a bunch of stuff together. It's harder for the creator,
1: but it's better for the user.
0: Yes, absolutely. It's great if you're a user, you're getting a lot. But, you know what it forces me to do when I am posting up? I have to really look through the entirety of the video and be like, alright, what minute long piece of this clip is the most action packed and informational. So, you know, usually at near the end of the videos, I'll recap kind of what I said. And that's when I'm kind of thinking, alright, for the grand purposes, now I'm going to cover everything in a very short period, um, recap it all. So it, it does force me to kind of, um, you know, be real selective with what I put up. Uh, and, and you get a lot of creativity with it. So yesterday, um, I was talking with Tommy Matthews, who's helped me a lot with, um, you know, a lot of the uh, business side of things with, with Sheets, Google Sheets, and all this other stuff, um, and I couldn't figure out the frickin' Instagram story, because <laughs> my app is definitely busted. It's not just me. It's hey, my app. doesn't Andrew's have it. they're just slowing that update. So I was trying to, you know how you post up the questions now on the story? And I'm trying to answer these things. And, um, it's great. We got them rolling in. I'm trying to do a video format. Or at least take a picture. Put something in the background. But I can't do that. And it's frustrating shit on me. It takes me like an hour before I, like, start reaching out and not trying to do it myself. Cause I don't know what the hell's going on. But, uh, I couldn't do it. So I had to get creative. And, you know, force you to do some cool creations. I did, um, I figured out how to use those little gifts. Post those little gifts up. Did some Queen Latifah-looking girl. She was like, oh, yes. Um, but I found uh, found some of that, um, and I do a little signature thing. Because now i got the know eight guys. I get the little stylus to it. Helps a lot with the online coaching. Um, but I did a little signature. I created a little signature thing. Did a couple Bs for Bench and Benny. And uh, I thought it was pretty cool. So it worked out in the end. You know, I have
1: one B for Instagram. Which is, makes it my not favorite platform because I follow a lot of physical therapists, follow a lot of like educational like learning things. Yeah, me too. There's no search function within someone's profile. You can't search for like a keyword or anything. Like if I'm having issues, like say, with uh with like hip internal rotation, oh, I can't, can't get to it. Yeah, I can't search unless they already made like a pre-selected like filter of these are all the posts that I did on this. So that's my only beef. That's
0: why I like YouTube a little better. Okay. Yeah, YouTube. Uh, yeah. That's great. Because YouTube, um, I'll use it all the time. I'll search big benches and, and what the topic's about, and it brings up all those videos that yep. we've done on the subject.
1: And there's so many people who make playlists on YouTube. You can't do that on Instagram. You can't, Playlist, like, yeah. make a whole collection of all these physical therapists or, like, strength trainers on a certain subject, with, like, different profiles oh, or anything. yeah, like
0: subscribing yep. and stuff. You can click the link post thing, but that only tells you when the things come up. It's just not the same. Yeah. That's interesting. I wonder if they'll think about huh. adding a feature like that.
1: Like If there's five different people who all have a post on one topic, I can't look through like just a feed of just that one topic.
0: You know, and that's have, my you, view. Uh, have you delved into the IGTV at all? I don't know, man. That seems a little whack to me. It seems to me like it's just a way to put up longer videos. <laughs> yep. That's it. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to compete with YouTube in any fashion unless they change a lot of things. YouTube is still the king of uh, video content. Um, And if you guys haven't checked out our YouTube, I tell you, you want to get a better bench. Uh, I know a lot of people always tell me they're up studying our stuff frequently. Uh, There's a lot to watch there. We're talking over two years now uh, on the regular, at least a couple posts a week. So there's a lot up there. Even the old stuff is great. And sometimes I'll go through the old stuff and when we first started making videos, just to get ideas for more videos and kind of rehash it in a different light. Because, of course, I'm learning over the years just as uh, you know, things are changing. I'm learning. I, I, I send it out in different ways. You have better ways to ways just ways to describe, describe it. Yeah. So, uh, it, YouTube's huge. If you guys want to learn, probably the best bang for your buck is to get on YouTube and watch all our content there. Um, that'll get you right. That'll get you right. So... Lifters now use social media all the time. Do <clears throat> we have any more comments, by the way? Uh, not so much. I don't want to skip but through anything. Okay. The biggest thing with uh,
1: using social media and lifting is that uh, if you're a powerlifter or a strongman, I guess, if you hit a PR and you don't do that at a meet or HD video, then I don't think it really counts.
0: Yeah. I think yeah that, that's, no video, that's the yep. whole thing. If there's no video, it didn't count. Nope. But as well, I was kind of going into the new age of lifters um, – a lot of video stuff, a lot, and it's kind of an annoying, especially uh, in a small group setting, such as we had at the gym, uh, when everyone's got to film every single thing. So the rule kind of became, and I think it's kind of this unwritten rule now that you film your top set, uh, especially if you're in a group like that. You're trying to go through it, you film your top set, and I think that's, uh, I think they even do that at West Side, because I see videos at West Side. So you know they're not all um, balls out. Put your phone down bleed everywhere (laughs) you know so um i think that's kind of the thing now you film your top set uh, and then you can post that up but you ain't going and filming everything i do think it's a great tool though for viewing your technique and which how i use it a lot with the online coaching Um, my lifters film i tell them film everything you can even accessories you're not sure of and post it up so i can take a look at it uh so oftentimes you could just get one we got the gorilla pod going right now fantastic thing uh when you told me about it i was like oh another one of these cheap china things
1: no no. this
0: thing is awesome uh the gorilla pod holds up and you attach it to anything um little screws so it keeps the phone tight and uh that thing's been awesome i tell all my online clients to try to uh grab one of these things put them up uh anywhere get different angles they're awesome man
1: i wish i had an affiliate code because i can't tell you how many of those i
0: sold gorilla pods yep it's just because you have to, because it's so damn good. It's, it's the best thing. It's just. It's the best without thing. Without doubt. Because anything, you're bringing your phone to the gym all the time to film now. So that makes it really easy. Um, so that's kind of the thing. Filming in the gym. I don't know if I like that or I don't like that, because part of me is really old school. So I like to just get in. Sometimes I just like to ditch my phone. But then again, there's an opportunity to be had to get some content up. So people can see what you're doing and learn from what you're doing. So it's a real – it's it's real tricky for me because I got that old school attitude where I just want to get in, And it does get very distracting. So I'd be interested. So everyone could post it does. Up. You're like
1: fiddling with your phone, trying yeah. to get every
0: set, you know. Yeah, and then you post one video up and then all of a sudden – there's another thing that you got to see, and then another thing you got to see, and then there's, like, a puppy doing something crazy that you got to see.
1: I don't know if you've ever been to a commercial gym during, like, Instagram hour or something,
0: uh, but geez. I feel like everyone has their phone on their floor, like, trying to film, like, their squat or their
1: deadlift. It's just... Yeah, I'm it's not like a sure, like... walking through a like minefield.
0: A, part yeah. of me likes it because you can learn a lot from what people are doing. Like, I enjoy just seeing some top lifters train and how they're training, because back in the day... I remember reading like Arnie coming over from uh, Austria and uh, he'd have to learn. He'd have to talk to and learn from all these people. He'd have to go and train with them to see how they're training. And I always remember uh, whether it's the moving pumping, uh, movie Pumping Iron or if it's in the books, I'd always read how he was kind of picking everyone's mind on how to train and how the U.S. guys are training. And now it's like uh, if I want to see how they're training in Germany, I'll just like look up some German dudes and see what the (laughs) hell they're doing. Everyone's filming their stuff. So it's very different now compared to what it used to be. And I like that aspect of it. But again, um, in terms of actually getting good training in, uh, I don't want to uh, have to worry about filming myself while I'm trying to train. Uh, I don't like that aspect of it at all. So... I'd be interested to hear everyone else's take. If you want to post up some comments there on IG um, live and just let us know your take. Are you into the social media stuff now in the gym because uh, it's a valuable thing to learn from? Or are you kind of against it because you're old school. You think it hinders your workout a bit? Interest to hear from you guys.
1: You know, one thing we said before is like keeping a schedule and like keeping a log of what you're doing at the gym. Mm -hmm. I know some people who use their Instagram not as like trying to get more followers, but as a training log.
0: Yeah, so they can look it
1: all up. They can like see all the sets and reps. They, you know, they
0: go back as far as they started posting. Yeah, and that's how I'll use it too. Um, I'll look back. That's actually something that I've noted. I know Wheels did that for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. uh, That's it's an easy log. You don't even have to try for that one. But it's interesting to see, going back, how you were lifting, what you were doing. Um, I still enjoy doing that. I'll look back two years ago, see what the hell I was doing, and um, be like, why was I doing that, and, and all this different stuff. But it's nice, too, in a training cycle before a meet, that's usually what I'll do. It's kind of my routine. I'll sit down the night prior to the meet. Uh, I'll throw on some good music, and um, I'll just kind of think about the meet the next day, and then I'll go through Instagram kind of as a training log. And I look at every lift I had in the training cycle, and, you know, obviously I'm only really posting stuff that went well. Um, usually not, nothing that didn't go well, so it gives me that confidence going into the meet. It's like, wow, look how great that 700 moved off of one board. Um, for example, last Arnie, the bench bash, um, 700 was the goal, 705. So I look back on the training of, uh, on Instagram, and I was like, wow, that moved really good on the one board. I think he's going to move real good tomorrow. I know it. So it gives you that confidence looking back. That's how I kind of use
1: Just it. Just a little reassurance.
0: Yes. Yeah, so it's always great to look back on those training lifts. Um, breeds confidence. I remember, to going for my first 500 wrap squat long ago, and um, I did 490 two weeks before. I, uh, I remember skipping school that whole day to stay in Long Island to, uh, to train at the gym. Um Spent the whole day here eating at various areas, and then I went to uh, squat that night and uh, squat at 490. And just based on how well I moved out, I was like, I'm going to crush this 500 tomorrow or next week. And uh, lo and behold, I crushed it, but it gave me a lot of confidence seeing how it moved. Um, and I know a lot of guys, they'll film during the training session, and they'll take a look right after To see if it was a strength issue, a technique issue, and see what they're going to push for the day. You know what I mean? If If you're going for a one rep, say you're going for 500, 480, uh, you film it, it doesn't move too well, or it does move well, you're like, all right, maybe I'll take 510. So it's good in that aspect, too, in the immediate. We got a comment
1: from Defender Bride. Personally, no social media browsing during training. We might
0: have a buddy... Film it for a forum for review afterwards. Okay, so I like that. He doesn't browse. Doesn't browse. That's important, and that's what I'll try to do too. Um, you just get lost in the feed. Yeah, have someone film it, and that's typically what we'll we'll do. Um, but if you're training alone, now you kind of get caught up looking at it. <laughs> one of You the, just film quick and leave it at that.
1: One of the things that I do is that I just don't post on my training day. I post the day afterwards.
0: Oh, the day after. Yeah,
1: okay. so I take the video during my training, I look at it, and then I wait till the day after. Because if I do it that day, I'm so hyped up from lifting, you'll just get like a weird post, which, like way too
0: excited, way too yes. hyped about it. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say, some people should actually take that advice to heart, <laughs> like right now. Because if you have a bad session, I see some really angry stuff yep. that is completely unnecessary and makes you look <sighs> a little crazy. And then I see some really hyped up stuff. That makes you look crazy as well. Yep. So I think you just got to mellow out for a second because the endorphins are running and let yourself chill.
1: You got whatever pre-workout you got in you, you got the endorphins going, you're so hyped that you hit something or you're so angry that you missed something and just it all comes out. Get like a three-paragraph essay going on. Yeah,
0: it gets really weird and unnecessary and Mm -hmm. uh, I think everyone's got to take that advice. That's something I'll probably start doing too because I'll do that sometimes. I get a little too hyped about it and I say some weird shit. And then the next day, I'm like, ah, oh, that was kind of weird and dumb. Uh, I was training with a dude at a commercial gym, right? And then, so we're just going over and He asked me
1: to record one of his sets. And before like, I get up to start my next set, it's on the gram already.
0: Wow. Yeah, He does not Some waste no time. Some people are relentless. <laughs> they are just on it. Um, those are the people you want your business selves. Yep. They are on it. They, are, they, are, they don't waste <laughs> <race> no time. <laughs> but uh, that's a little excessive. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's probably a huge pet peeve of mine. Uh, if you're in a meet, you better not be touching your phone, looking at shit. You better not be posting during the meet. I don't even care after, in between in between lifts. You got to be eating. You don't have time to post. You got to be eating. You got to be getting ready for the next <clears throat> lift. Eat, lean, sit. You're I don't get up. it at all. Full, I remember the full power days I was doing. Um, the Arnie, for example, I didn't have time to freaking post up stuff on on Instagram or nothing. I was excited about what I did. But I didn't have time to do that shit. Um, you have to just stay in, the, in focus on, on the tasks at Because the moment you get on your phone and start posting that, it, you know, you're know you letting yourself loose, and you're going to start not caring about the other lifts as much. It's not it's a, a black good hole. idea. It's, it's a bad, bad idea. <sighs> bad, bad idea. That's a huge pet peeve of mine. So now bringing up social media, just um,
1: recently went to a Paralympic lifting seminar. Mm-hmm. And so for them, they... Have a rule that if you 're on the team you can't you post a social media of your competition lift unless you 're already at competition because what happened one time is that someone did a competition lift, which is you know, the bench press, and I guess his pause wasn 't long enough, and one of the actual international judges commented on that post, no good, three red lights okay and so like now like, when you go to the competition, he 's one of the judges he 's going to look at you he 's already got his eye on you. And so oh, okay. you may get judged unfairly, you know, they
0: may get like extra scrutiny based yeah. on the other lifters. I can see that. That's interesting. Is that, so what do you mean by team? So like the U.S. team? National yeah, the, team? like the U.S. actually, like oh, Olympic so, okay. training okay. team.
1: But it's like if you're in like any, like, cause that, cause like, the federation, you know?
0: Yeah, unlike, um, you know, unlike the other federations there, the international competition, um, that's got to be a lot different it's, yeah it's a lot more strict I mean you know it's you, the it's like the Olympics I mean you post a picture with you and Ed Cohen and you might get banned from a certain Federation yeah so I imagine they are super strict because that that's legit Olympics yeah that's legit that's Olympics that's like competition that's not IPF like you know that's that's pretty legit too but that's this like is like Olympics wada drug tested yep. yes this is Olympics so it's a big big deal I mean uh that Olympics stuff's the real deal <laughs> you know that's the yep. top It's the top of the line competing. But
1: it's like even if uh, you want to go back in the day, you know, pumping iron days, it's like how, a little earlier, but Dorian Yates would trade in England and all the other competitors would trade together, so they know what package they're presenting to the stage, and Dorian Yates just comes in and just shocks everybody because nobody sees him, Yeah. And he's just,
0: just, you know. It's not social media, but it's being in a social gathering. And that's probably yep. why everyone wears hoodies now and tries to conceal everything. Hoodies,
1: headphones, you know.
0: Yeah. Don't talk to anyone. Which is interesting, the psychology of it. Uh, it kind of gets into what I wanted to talk about, how social media affects competition nowadays in that aspect. Um, so you got judges that are able to look at your videos. And they probably know who you are because you're probably on that stage regularly, yep. I'd imagine. You know, on a yearly basis, they're seeing you. You probably talk to them. You probably end up following each other, so that makes sense to me that you wouldn't want to post something because you're going to give them a preconceived notion. That's kind of like how you want to sink your squat opener, um, nail it so there's no no like you you, that was on your second attempt.
1: They're not looking at you with extra
0: scrutiny. If you look shitty on your first, they're going to be like, "All right, this guy was shitty." Yep.
1: Um,
0: If you really screw up on your first two, well. That's a really hard hole to fight out of. Um, I just had uh, not too long ago in June um, we had one of our lifters multiply, and the first two for various reasons didn't go how we would like, and I knew at that point it was going to be a tough mountain to overcome. Uh, depth was good on the next two. Um, but it's tough because now the judges have that preconceived notion, especially if you're multiply, such a huge mountain to overcome because they already have that notion in their head, especially if they're a raw lifter. They're like, multiply guys, can't hit depth. Um, so really important competitive-wise to sink the first one. Um, but social media, I can see how that plays a role.
1: As much as like the judges are supposed to be objective, you know, Everyone's a person. Everyone has their own subjectivity. Now, do you think that
0: guy should have said no? No good. Uh, l-
1: listen, I don't want to get into that because uh, with uh, Paralympic uh, bench press, it's there's no uh, there's no press command. There we go. No so press there's command. There's
0: no press it's, so command. It's touch and go.
1: They take it out. There's a bench command. There's a rack command. There's no press. It has to be
0: a pause, but the pause is subjective. Okay, that's yeah, interesting. It's really interesting. So no one's calling it out. No one's calling it up. So what's the rule on the pause? Like dead stop? Like it normal? has to be a dead stop? Yeah, same thing. So they're just not getting that. call. They're not getting the press call. All right, so it's on them really to make that judgment. And it's on the judges to judge it. I understand. I understand here. So that's things seem like a little weird. That's interesting. Um, but I guess you know, I don't. I'm not sure. There's a lot of weird gray area. I'm not sure if the judge should have said no good. I don't know if that's in his territory. I don't know. You know, Tommy Matthews also brings up a good point right here. You know, on the Tommy show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) He's active today. He
1: is active. I've seen people who are a big contender talk about how they got screwed. And that's going to piss off a lot of judges.
0: Yeah, you know what I don't understand is when someone starts bashing judges, right? They're like friends with the judges. And they're like bashing judges after the meet. Like, how's that going to set you up for success in the future? Like, what's your next... There's only so many judges.
1: What's your next meet going to look like?
0: I have I've I've judged RPS meets and whatnot, and um, I know most... uh, If I go to an RPS meet, uh, I, you know, nine times out of ten, I know who the judges are, and... The last thing I would ever do, and I've gotten calls before, like butt off the bench on the side or something, that maybe I don't agree with, but I ain't going to go on Facebook and be like, no, the judging at this meet was horrible. I don't want to do that meet again because I know the judges, and this is going to put me in a bad light for next time. They're going to think I'm an asshole. It's just bad. I got
1: a call, butt off the bench, never done it in trading, never done it in any of my lists before. I got the call. I'm
0: pissed about it still. I didn't say anything to nobody except right now. I should be frustrated, but last thing you gotta do is make a huge post about it and how the judging sucks at the meet. Yep. That's just not good. It's not smart. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, this wouldn't have been a problem, I guess, back in the day. You just express your concerns there and you'd leave. Um, there would be. I don't know. Is it worse to. Uh, it's almost worse, I feel like, to bring it up on social media um, rather than talk to someone to their face there. If you had a problem with the judge and you talk to their face, um, I think that's acceptable. You know, talk about why you got to call, but going on social media after bashing them there—I don't think that's—I think that's worse off.
1: Yeah, so you're going behind the judge's back. Yeah. The Judge can't defend himself. You know, and sometimes you're wrong. Like yeah. let's let's be real here. Sometimes that squad wasn't deep enough.
0: Yeah. And you're just you know, There's so a, so loser right there. A weird gray area. Yep. Um, that just is different nowadays, and I don't really like it because you know I'm an old school guy. You're like the old school so,
1: black and white cookie kind of guy. Uh,
0: if you look at my Facebook, guys, um, there's not much going on. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I throw some links up to stuff, but I don't really post anymore. If there's a platform that I post on less than Instagram, it would be Facebook. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Instagram, I'll get personal posts up every now and then, but um, not like I used to. I used to be heavy on expressing opinions and stuff, but um, not anymore. We got one from James Watson,
1: 2009. I've seen a guy get thrown out of a meet because of arguing with the officials.
0: Oh, I think we've all seen that. Yep, that. we've all seen that one. Oof. Um just it take would the bad be call. interesting, though. I thought he was gonna go here where um he said something bad on social media and like got thrown out of the meet or something. That would be like an interesting take. Cause it's like, is that real life? Like it's just digital world. Yeah. Right. So I don't like. It's I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, that's what I thought he was going to say. I think we've all seen uh, dudes get thrown out of meets. That happens a lot. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe not as much where you guys are from. I don't know. We get some real hotheads. Uh, you know, New York, uh, people like to express their opinions. Yep. So uh, that happens more often than I'd like to see. I don't know why people can't just chill out. It's just a meet. Um, but, you know, you get the calls sometimes. You don't get the calls sometimes. What It is what it is. I- um also bringing up social media,
1: I feel like if you're using it and you're just watching all these great lifters and everything, you're comparing yourself to like a like a ceiling that you can't reach. Like as yeah. as, as much as I get hyped watching Ray William squat 1,100, I can't squat 1,100. I can't squat half that. Yeah. And so some people like if they have you know they compare themselves way too often. It's anxiety. It's like they get depressed.
0: That's you interesting know. too. Uh, I could definitely see how that can occur. Because if you're starting out and you're seeing how everyone's ahead of you, that can be real depressing. Yep. And we've already talked about before how patience is a real long lost trait in lifting and how it's all a long game. It's very hard for people to see five years in the future what you need to do uh, because you can't get to that level in a year. It's not going to happen. And social media is the highlight reel. So, yeah, so it either drives it drives your uh, opinion of everything else, and it's very hard to have patience when you're seeing everyone's lifts on Instagram like that. I can understand that one uh, I guess i'm just i don't know i've I haven't been following top level guys as much uh, until recent years, just because I wasn't very active, I guess on social media um, but now that I've progressed a little bit more. Um, you know, everyone, I'm I'm kind of in a topper tier. Uh, there's a lot of people that bench more than me. Don't get me wrong, but um, it's not like totally blowing out the water. It's not like I'm starting at 400 again, and I'm seeing everyone doing 7-something. Because that used to bother me, too, and I'm trying to relate to that feeling. Um, now it would bother me, too. I'd be like, shit, this guy's doing 760. How the hell am I going to ever keep up with that? Um, but it's tough, guys, and you got to just... Put the years in, and you'll get there too. But uh, yeah, that's that's different. That's difficult. Uh, competition. How's it affect competition? I know when I was training for the Arnie, I would watch relentlessly everyone else I was competing against, and I'd see all the lifts, and then I'd go in. I'd be like, "Shit, I gotta freaking break this number," and I felt like um, whatever they put up on the squat, I needed to be pretty damn close. I knew how far away I was in each lift and it would kind of sway my training. I'd almost want to hit a different number because of what they did. And I remember um, I was hitting uh, around 590 so I was competing against Gary at the, uh, Arnold in 2017 or was uh, he ended up competing 198 but I remember I'm sure we were both looking at each other's videos and I had him on the bench. I didn't have him on the other lifts. We were close, but I didn't have him on the other lifts. Had him on the bench by a good amount. And I remember um, I was talking about it coming into the gym. I was like, shit. And everyone was like, what's going on? And I was like, Gary hit 601 board. <laughs> 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 and then I was like, oh, shit, I can't compete with that now. Because that was where I, I caught up on all the points. But... um in the past, you wouldn't have that. So it does swing competition a little bit. You can actually watch who you're competing against. And I'm sure everyone, because we had a good amount of people from the gym that you're competing in Arnie, everyone looks up each other on social media. You look up the name first on the roster, see what weight class. Then you look them out on Instagram, and then you're starting to eye and look, look at all their lifts and see what they're doing. Yep,
1: in the past, the only way you saw another lifter is if you trained with them.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the only time. Uh, now it's very different. You're seeing your competitors all the time. So, definitely changed things in that respect. Um, but it's it's interesting how it influenced competition as well. Uh, community aspect, I wanted to touch on uh, how it brings lifters together, because that's a positive impact, I think, uh, on Instagram, making friends and all that. And before... I make a lot of friends at a meet, you know, in the back. I talk to them all. Um, Now I start kind of following people from the meets and and elsewhere, and then it just kind of brings everyone together. I remember Twitter especially. um, Not too long ago, I'm talking four or five years ago, I was pretty more active on Twitter, and that's when I was really getting um, tight communication with people. You're getting a little friend group going on, on Twitter. That was a lot of fun. I really like Twitter. You have any experience with Twitter?
1: Uh, not so much. I'm getting used to it. Gonna post some more but
0: Yeah, I used to love Twitter. I'm a bigger fan of Instagram. Comment down below if you love Twitter. It was <laughs> I really love Twitter. Oh. I think it's kinda of falling off the map nowadays. Um, this Instagram's <laughs> booming, adding all these features. I don't even know what Twitter added. I mean it's really not that different. See i I'm a serial gym
1: hopper, so I used to go to a new commercial gym every year, every six months or anything, and before Instagram, I would lose all the friends that I made there unless I went back to that gym. I wouldn't see them anymore. Mm -hmm. But now, like, I still comment. I still, like, talk
0: to them through Instagram. Yeah, that's true, too. When you leave a place, now you're still following what they're doing. So
1: it's
0: not like they're long-lost friends anymore.
1: Yeah, but it's not like you, like, meet up, like, a year later, and it's like, oh, what have you been doing all year? Yeah, you you
0: know each other's lifts. I think it makes, um, in-person communication, um, you know, you kind of already know what they're doing, but you ask anyway. (laughs) You ever get that? Like, how's training going? Yeah, I I saw you failed that lift the other (laughs) week. (laughs) (laughs) You put failures on the ground, I don't know anyone who does that. Yeah, I, uh, I, um, at a meet, usually, I'll put up every lift. Uh, do you ever post a fail?
1: I, uh... I don't usually have videos of failures. It's weird.
0: Well, I guess when you video, you <laughs> yeah, just get yeah, it. I, when I video, I just get it. So I should probably, you know, video some more looks. I uh, I don't I don't know if I I don't usually post it. Not that I shy away from it, because I learn a lot from those. But I think I just watch them relentlessly to myself and get pissed, and then come back and hit it, and then post the good one. You see, I think my only failures I have on video are my deadlift
1: failures. And do you? Not really, much happens. Yeah, do you want to see like a bar not
0: move <laughs> off the it, ground? It, it, it's just you get all hyped and then nothing happens. Yep, yep. I think good failures, squat failures, those are fun. Oh, those are great. Those are fun. I always love failing fan the squat. You That's
1: either watch like a bar
0: dump if you're at like a gym or someone like helped you up. Yeah, it was, uh, uh, was training 2017 Arnold, full power, 700. First time I took that for a ride. No, no bands, nothing. Uh, I remember coming down with it. And I had it, and then you get the shakes because my core was weak at the time. I really trained that. I just start convulsing like this if you're watching a video, and then my hips kind of fell out of position, and then that bar just went on me. Um, and I, the one with Louie not oh, too that, long ago that, that was, was a good great. One. He actually posted that. Yep. A lot of people's chagrin probably. but <laughs> He posted that up. That was a great fail. Uh, he got flung forward. And the funny thing is, right before that, I was like, Louie, ma'am, you we should move this bench. Or he said something about the bench. I moved the bench. You moved the bench? I Someone the moved the bench. Yep. He was going to go head first, face plant. Right. He just shot like a rocket. He was going to go right into that bench. But we moved the bench. It's a big attempt. And um, I think the whole, the whole process was bad. Like it got unracked too early. And it yeah, moved I think around. it was like 800 at the top. I don't yeah, know if it was, it was chains or not, but... And then I remember in the bottom, he kind of ran out of steam. And then the other person on the other side wasn't really grabbing the weight. Uh, I grabbed my side the best I can. It's a lot of weight. And uh, I'm not the greatest deadlifter in the world, you know what I mean? So he started going down, and then he's down there forever. We're trying to hold the weight. It's not coming up. So I'm just like, Louis, man, you got to bail. And then he, <laughs> you got to go down. And then he just, he lunged forward. Um, that weight was coming down on him, and he just lunged forward. That was a good squat fail, though. He was okay, so I could say that. Uh, I've seen some bad deadlift fails. People ripped their bicep out. Yeah. I don't think that got posted. That would have been a great vid, though. Everyone loves a good bicep tear. Speaking of gym fails, when Louie broke the bench at a meet, that's a good fail. Oh, that one (laughs) went semi-viral. That was great. It was shared by a lot of places. Um, Yeah, I remember that. We were in the meet. I'm so glad you had the camera rolling on that. That's why you just got – sometimes guys, you got to just keep the camera rolling. Yep. You capture all the good stuff. Uh, you had the camera rolling, and I remember I was judging, and uh, we had to pull the bench out because uh, the guy lifting, he, he needed it to be all situated perfect. Had to be straight. So we had to pull the bench out, and Louie comes over, and he, you know, he aggressively tugged it to the side of the pad – Pat just rips right off the bench, and I hear the wood crack. And Louie looks at you. He and throws like, it. Yeah. Oh shit, Lou! I just go. I'm I'm smiling and I'm laughing, cause I'm just like, oh my goodness, how does this happen? And I'm just like, oh shit, Lou! <laughs> and then that was a great uh, cause Lou's face, he's just he's just so scared and, and <laughs> struck with fear. He's looking. He rips the thing. He's just staring. He's like, oh shit. He's like looking at John. He's got his hands. He's like, "How do I have this power?" Yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I, oh shit, Lou, and I'm just laughing. Oh, and then we had to get that new bench in there. That was great. Let's, that was great. Can we throw that in the? Can you throw that in this podcast? It's already there. They already saw it. People on YouTube already saw because they did it already. Oh, all right. Let's let's get this in. There. <laughs> we got we got so much good videos. We got to get in here. For so, I don't think these guys post
1: their fails because for James Watson. First time he got under 700 for a riding gear, he rolled his right ankle at the bottom and uh, fell right on his face.
0: Oh, man. Uh, didn't feel like posting on that face. one. On the face. Whew. That's a rough one. As long as you're he all right. safety straps catching it or what? Jeez. As long as he's That's all right, you know. One. Yeah. Um, it'd be bad if he fell backwards. I can only imagine that because then you run the risk of the mono tipping over. Um that's got to be... Running the you rest of your head You ever see a mono tip over? I, I, Scary shit. You got to, like, jump the beam and stuff. I've seen vids. It comes right at you. It's terrifying. Um, yeah, you tell you fall backwards. That's got to be a bad day. Imagine if you didn't have straps, though. I would never attempt. <laughs> I used to, cut training for the Arnie, I was like, I was gung-ho about that for a long time. That was a big goal of mine. So, um, I was like, F, if there's, like, one person in the gym, just pull my mono and get out of the way. And uh after that, after my goals switched a little bit to more of a bench focus, I was kinda like, Alright, we got one guy today, I think we're done. <laughs> so, uh I guess it depends how gung ho you are about your goals too. He had to safety straps. So safety straps, uh... yeah. Well at least you got those. Yeah. I couldn't imagine squatting without those. That's really uh letting Jesus take the wheel there. And you gotta have good side spots. You,
1: you gotta, gotta have good, good side, side spots.
0: spots. Last last meet, um, so, you know, Brian, intern Brian there, he yep. was at the meet. Um, his buddy Joe was there. And um, and Joe's an awesome dude and everything, but I don't think he's been exposed to the powerlifting scene before. Um, I gave him some camo shirts, helped me out at the booth. It was great. Um, but I was like, I was like Brian, make sure your buddy knows how to spot now. Because, you know, with the Multiply dudes, you got to be on that. Yep. Shit happens quick. And I remember, because he said, was, uh, Dave said it was only going to be for the first three flights. So I was, I'm thinking in my head, alright, so I'm sure you can handle that. You know what I mean? But once that fourth flight comes around, all those big dudes are coming up, multiply, you got to be on top of that weight. Uh, cause you're not going to be able to lift it like this. You can't stand far away and just cup the ends. You have to be under that weight, scooped, ready to go. Uh, so you can get your body into it, kind of squatted it up. It's a lot of weight. So, the multiply people come around. And then they start dumping some weights because, of course, they're gonna make a lot of misses. Um, and I don't think he was prepared. <laughs> it didn't really go good. I think he was trying to cup it. He was standing away. Probably shocked him a little bit. And things landing on people's chests. Other people, judges are running to scoop the thing. And then I'm just kind of holding my head. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. He's got the shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't a, it wasn't a oh. great look. But um, Joe was a cool dude, and I appreciated his help. Um, but yeah, you gotta know what you're doing with the spotting. That's that's real key. You gotta be able to educate your spotters. We got anything coming in?
1: Uh, after that, uh, his failed 700. He had 705 in the meet.
0: That's it. Come back, hit it strong. Come back, hit so it strong. I I, did, uh, uh, I had to do it the next week. Uh, two weeks later, came back. Uh, it tells you what the problem is, though. You know what I mean? I started getting shakes in the bottom. I started doing a lot of work. A lot of core training. Core hips. Um, after nailing that that's the ticket I needed and come back hit 730 so uh, I guess uh, too I want to touch on how everyone now is a world champ. It's crazy. I go on Instagram I look at the bios I see everyone's bios and um, there's so many world champs I didn't even know there's that many divisions a lot of world champions out there. It's real impressive times have <laughs> changed but uh, too many world champs and uh, that's, I think that's a downside as well. Every federation has
1: their state record and then their country record or county record. It's, mm-hmm. It gets real
0: specific. You know, I don't want to discourage people from feeling good about that. But at some point, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm in a different mindset than others. But that's not a world record you know and it confuses the shit out of me i feel like world it, records should be like top all time i yeah, feel like top, that top sh- all time stuff you
1: gotta reserve but, that otherwise it should be like federation record
0: or something yeah i mean i've been in a place too where i was pumped to get like fed records because that's all i had to look forward to because um, i wasn't hitting any world records or nothing so it was really cool to set that record and i remember i'd ordered the certificates, uh, more so, like, my first 500 bench. Nothing special, but I ordered a certificate, so I had a memento of it. Um, it was a really cool RPS certificate. I still have it. Um, you know, it was, a, a like, a little Fed record thing, state record. I was proud of it. I didn't really go and post it, though. It's not something, like, I posted, oh, I got a bench record champ. Um, but I don't want to discourage those people but it confuses the shit out of me, just to let everyone know. I don't, you don't know who's <laughs> a world record anymore. Um, except for Larry Wheels, he just has them all. Yep. So you don't have to worry.
1: Actually, Stan Everding's, uh latest Rhino rant, he's, you know, he's the world's strongest bodybuilder. Yes. But this time he put in until Larry Wheels gets his pro
0: card. Oh, that's true. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's just out there dominating everyone. Talk about social media. That dude's got, um, I remember Larry, uh, when we first saw him coming to the gym... I remember he, I I can't even remember how many followers he had. I mean, it must have been like 3,000, if that. It couldn't even have been much. Um, He was just some dude with a lot of hair, and he lifted a decent amount of weight. (laughs) No one knew anything. He got picked up by Animal. He got sponsored by Animal for a good amount of time. They made some videos on him. People started picking up on who he was. He started hitting some big totals at meets. Um, he had that real big breakout meet, like Reebok Record Breakers or something. Um, where he actually took a world record for the first time, or for a split second until he got beat. And then he kind of went on from there. But now he's up to, like, you look at it, he's, he's approaching 400,000, I think, followers, which is really nuts. And I'm sure he's got enough sponsorships to uh, take care of everything he needs. Um, so I think that dude now, he's just, he's sitting back lifting weights. Yep. That's the life. I think he's got people cooking for him. You get the the barbell butcher there, whatever, sending him his meals. But uh, it's crazy. To, in the de- back in the day, even if you were good, you wouldn't get that kind of exposure, and you wouldn't have that kind of life from lifting. Nowadays, it's possible. You know, if you have a big enough following, um, you know, sky's the limit to what you can do, really, because now you have all these people, um, you know, following you. You're getting uh, sponsors and. And uh, you know they're sending a lot your way, so you're taking care of, building up your followers. Yep. It's real interesting to see everyone doing everything they can to build up followers, so they can become some kind of Instagram influencer, and then just kind of live off that. Um, and back in the day too, you wouldn't have anyone just making a career off YouTube. Nowadays, it's possible, and it's possible for you. Don't give up <laughs> your dreams. Keep, keep posting videos, uh, Jerry G. Well, you gotta do the thing there. Jerry yep, G. Um, he uh, he made a couple. You get a couple good viral YouTube videos. You put the ads on them. Then they, you know you're getting a good paycheck every month. Yep. That's all it takes to get a couple videos hitting a million views or something, and you don't know what's gonna blow up. I think I just watched something on, on Facebook the other day. I'm sure everyone's seen it now too. That's just how it works. That old dude with the basketball it was like Sports Center Facebook or something. Who like ended his son's
1: uh, basketball? Is that his career? son? I
0: don't even know. He like dribbled around and then he like put the ball down and like faked it, going over the back, yep. and, and then the he kid just sold it and then dropped it in. just dropped it in. I'm sure everyone's seen that. It's Not, one. they're gonna see it now. Yeah, and if that was on YouTube and that dude got something million views and he ad or whatever, he's probably making some bank. But you don't know. You're throwing a basketball around. That goes viral. You don't know what's going viral. I thought Louie's video was going to make it. guess it didn't. But whatever. Um, but yeah, that's the age of uh, social media. So guys, do you have any comments or anything? Favorite platform, whatever. You can put them below. We're going to be um, rounding this baby out. What's your favorite platform? Me, personally? Yes, personally. And uh, What is your favorite? Why? And how do you use it for lifting? See,
1: I love me some YouTube. And obviously, we're competing at two very different levels, so I'm not necessarily looking at my competition. I'm looking at gym motivation. It's just like some of the days, it's, it's no matter, you get burnt out sometimes. So you check out, I got a whole nice playlist going on, listen
0: to some YouTube motivation, and I'm just ready. I'm raring to go. Okay, interesting. So YouTube's your favorite. YouTube's and, my favorite. And how you use it for lifting is uh, through motivational stuff. Yep. Interesting. Everyone's a little bit different. Um, I'd say my favorite has got to be Instagram. Just easy use. I think um, you get the most interaction there for sure. Um, I'm always trying to find the platform, which people, you know, talking about the business side thing, the platform where people can see my content the most. Because all my content's really based on, you know, giving and helping. And I want to promote people getting stronger at a bench and the technique and all that. So I'm always trying to find ways to... Uh, And I'll use every platform, but Instagram, I think, is the real ticket for me.
1: It's like where Um, can you reach the most amount of people? Yeah.
0: It's like when you pick between YouTube or you want to go to another video provider, you can't go to Vimeo. You're not going to have the same reach. I mean, I'm all for, like, putting everything everywhere because there's always probably that one person that might see it somewhere else. But um, in terms of what's been real successful so far is Instagram, and I just love the features. And um, all the features, I can see how... It can help, um, business and just promoting that message of technique on the bench and all that and getting stronger. Um, the live, I love what we're doing right now, right? We're using the live to, you know, get interaction while we're doing this podcast, which I think is really cool. And I love, love having the conversations with everyone, um, while we're podcasting, and, um, the IGTV, I think that's a cool little feature, um, because you're probably on Instagram anyway, so if you see that, you know, it's got some new stuff up there, you can see longer videos, um, the stories, I love that questions, um, that questions thing, Posts up the questions, and then you answer them there, I love that thing, uh, it's all interaction, uh, more I can interact with everyone, I can DM people, you know what I mean, so there's a lot you can do, and, uh, you know, once your account grows, there's some other features that come along with that. You can, like, swipe up to link to different things and Things whatnot. that unlock with growth, yep. Yeah, so um, that's just stuff to look forward to as we keep, you know, growing and, and bringing people together in the message. And um, um, I really love that platform. I got to say it's my favorite. How I use it for lifting. I more use it for business. You know, I'm a business account right now with the live um, if you follow me at Bench and Benny, that's my personal account. I'll put up some more private stuff there. Um, like, I'm i a real avid beer dude, so I just posted some good pickups <laughs> I got last week. Um, had the Hercules double IPA last night. That was pretty good. And you can follow me on Untapped. It's a little beer app there. Oh, yeah. You haven't heard of All that. All the beers that you uh, uh, try. I like what I do. I pour my beer uh, into my glass, and I'll, I'll smell it think I'm cool, like getting the aroma, see what's in it, right? And then I'll sit down, I'll taste test it, I'll taste test it again, and then I'll go on my untapped and I'll rank it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to toast me on untapped, you can follow me, it's, I think it's Benny B Bro, my old username. <laughs> now, what?
1: I have a question for you. What is the peak of your Instagram career? Like what was what that one moment uh, where you're just like, wow, I made it on Instagram, well, I haven't made it anywhere, so <laughs> what do you mean by that? All right, so a couple of years back, Patriots won the Super Bowl. Okay. I go to the parade, I get some pictures. Mm-hmm. And then I have one of my favorite pictures, it's of Martellus Bennett, one of the former tight ends of the New England Patriots. Okay. So I take a picture of him, I edit it, I'm real hyped about it because the picture is sick. Post it on Instagram, tag Marty B, and Marty B likes it. Okay. That was just like the moment that I did it. I understand. that's a big moment for
0: you, actual player. Actual player. Like your photo. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome. That was sweet. <laughs> um, I guess for me it would be uh, I probably posted something up. This happened on more than one occasion. Uh, people I look up to uh, in the benching game, you know, Tiny Meeker, uh, Vinny Dizenzo. I think uh, have a communications with them on there. Whether they simply say it looks good, or you know, Tiny says something. I think I tried to ask him a question once. He sent me like a heart. I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's cool because uh, those, those are guys that I look up to in the game. Whether they realize it or not, just like I always I encourage um, reaching out to other people because uh, you don't know who is, you know, really, um, you know, inspired by you. And a simple looks good or or something like that could mean a lot to someone, you know, like it meant a lot to me um, hearing it from those guys, so, I think that's really cool, whenever someone, that you look up to, like, you know, we're both big Pats fans, you know, getting that kind of, um, comment, it feels really awesome, it's great, Great. yep, so, yeah, I guess, you know, that's what I, uh, I guess I made it, I guess, that's it, (laughs) peak so far, yep, more to come, more to come, but I guess Instagram for me, YouTube for you, yep, uh, used to love Twitter, so maybe I'll get more into that again, but, uh. And I love the podcast. If you call that a social media channel, I've been enjoying um, just doing the audio stuff and letting people listen to that because I'll, I'll have my podcast addict app on and I'll listen to stuff while I'm driving and I'm sure everyone does the same. And um, just being able to be played in someone's car I think is really awesome As someone would listen to us and I just see the, the viewers or the listeners grow uh, on a monthly basis and I just think that's really cool. So I enjoy doing that too. Um, so yeah, that's... Uh, and hopefully you enjoy listening to us. Hopefully you learn
1: some things, help your bench press, help your lifts in general.
0: Yeah, whether, you know, there's... I like to have the entertainment value, but more importantly, too, I want you to be able to take away something. You know, even if it's just stuff we talk about today, um, you know, I, I definitely took away some things myself when we start talking about it. Like, uh, I think, remember we did the Habits podcast, too, and there was some stuff that uh, that I learned in there. That I was amped up to try out and whatnot, so it's always something we can pick out. You know, is, is that one piece of content? I always tell them, it's always worth it. Seminars, books, podcasts, whatever. If you get that one little piece, that might be all you need. Yep. So uh, everything's always worth listening to. I don't think it, there's never really a book that I read that I can't take away. You know, something. Something. I even because now I'm writing this bench press book. And uh I'm trying to get that out for the new year. I bought some books on Amazon on the bench press just to see what's out there. Um, I feel like ours is gonna be the best best thing that you, you read. Uh I'm not just saying that. I've seen what's out there. Josh Bryant's got a good bench press book, but some of those, um, it's most it's it's nothing like what you're gonna get with our book. And I bought this book from this dude and it's gotta be like ten pages. I read the thing like bang bang and I was like, What the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing in there. Oh. I was like, this has gotta be the biggest waste of my time. But I learned now too how he kinda went about uh packaging it I guess and getting it out there and and so then it's junk and I'm gonna crush you, it. Even if you didn't learn from the content, you learned how he marketed yes. it. Just, yes. Yeah. That's the important thing. You know, I still got something out of it, paid ten bucks for the book. Um took me like two seconds to read, but it's still still something I learned, and it gives me confidence because I know ours is going to be that much more. Um, you know, it's going to give back so much more than that well. You know, so that's I gained something. All right, guys, that is the social media podcast, Benchcast, Coach Ben here, and you're able to find us at Big Benches on YouTube, Big Benches. Um, and you know, on the iTunes, you listen to it now. If you could give a five-star review, guys, means a lot to us. Um, drop it in the comments how you like the podcast. Even if you have some positive uh, criticism, you know, things we can take this in a new direction and, and touch on some topics. Love to hear from you. But uh, anytime you review and do all that, it, it really helps our, our ratings go up. And more people find a podcast, you know, that whole deal. So again, if you take the time, quick minute. Just leave that review uh, really, really appreciated, and um, that would be awesome. Yep, and you can
1: find me on Instagram, at SmallArmLegStrong, on Twitter, at BigQuadTinyArm.
0: And I think he made a post. I so actually can, made a post, back from the dead. You can consume his content. <laughs> All right, guys, you have been listening to... Bench Game. Bench- Bench-